This program is intended for mature audiences. Parental discretion is advised. Boy DT on DT's Unfiltered, Uncensored, on the Block 105 Radio. Every Saturday, 6 a.m., 7 p.m. Eastern. On, I said Saturday, I think I did. Um, you can also stream my shows on all platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, anywhere you can hear podcasts. Even Alexa. Alexa, you can hit on her. Tell her to play my show, she'll play it for you. Um, last week. Um, I had my panel guests on him. We talked about hot topics. We touched on, um, uh, I think we touched on Nick Cannon quite a bit. We touched on same-sex marriages. We touched on um, Roe versus Wade. Um, and a bunch of uh, topics that really got the group panel guests kind of lit. So I got the same group with me today again for this new show um we're gonna talk about the black community so i want to first welcome to the guest he was with us last week and he's back again this week it's my boy uh known him for many years it's the one the only tk welcome to the show tk what up what up glad to be here glad you came back man really enjoyed having you on the show with us last week and i'm glad you are able to be on the show this week again because we about to get some shit started okay so uh my next guest um, is the beautiful, the gorgeous, and she, for some reason her hair is always on point every time I see her. I swear, I think she, <laughs> she, she wake up like that. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I think, I think uh, Yaya wake up. She wake up. And she like, uh, what that song about Beyonce? When Beyonce, I wake up like this and stuff like this. Or, or this song. I think, because she, boy, every time, I never seen her. I'm, I'm promise, as long as I know her, I probably may seen, she may have one or two bad hair days. And that being almost yeah. 20, that probably almost 20, that my 20 years, I know her almost 20 years almost almost i said maybe that's why i said maybe welcome to the show the one the only the beautiful yaya thank you babies yaya and once again i got the young the beautiful the bodacious the amazing the goddess the queen the beautiful chocolate soulful woman. She got that soulful voice. She got that voice like when Anita Baker sings. You just want to <laughs> sit there. You want to sing. Want to sing along with Anita Baker. You want to just sing with Anita because Anita just gets you going. And and just listen to when when Miss Jules talk. It just it just gets you in the mood. That sexual healing. You know that sexual healing like what um, um Marvin Gaye talks about. Welcome to the show. <laughs> the one the only. All I can Jules. say is, uh, all I can say is, fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. And last, but definitely, definitely not least, this is the troublemaker of them all. <laughs> I, I mean, this girl has started trouble since day one since I met her, but she's my girl. She's beautiful. She got a beautiful kid. She got a wonderful family. She got an awesome man that I want to get on the show because we had a great conversation. <laughs> 
me and him, we, Earl, we talked about music, and and me and him got some of the same taste. So I definitely want to have a guy show. I really want to get him to come out here. So I hope she lets him come out here or convince him to come out here. I think he will do the show. I think it'd be a great show. Welcome to the stage, the one, the only, the ghetto queen. No, I'm just kidding. The Nubian queen. I just messed with you. I messed with you. The Nubian queen. Candy girl, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, no, we, we had a great show last week, and this is going to be even a better show because what we're going to do this week is we're going to touch on the black community. And um, it's a lot of topics I know we really need to discuss. I may get some people in the social media world pissed off with me and probably get some people pissed off with me in this um, panel. But we, we're here to respect their opinion. So regardless, I'm going to respect your opinion. You may be pissed off with me after a few things I'm going to say. <laughs> My mom may get pissed off with me when she, hear, she hears me say this and stuff like that. But it is what it is because it's how I feel. And um, I'm going to tell I'm gonna, I'm going to do an exclusive and tell y'all something wow. in this show that no one ever heard me say before. Ooh. Nobody. No one knows we this. Wait for so, it. I'm going to spill this tea to everyone, and I think everybody's going to be really shocked. Even my mom will be shocked when she found out this. So I'm going to spill it Ooh, on this show. So um, first topic I want Wait, to- Wait, before you do, I think yeah. we all need a shot before that happens, okay? Just So just one. Shot, shot. What, what shot? A shot? Shot, okay, shot, okay. shot. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, we'll go see. ahead, shot. Okay, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna break it now. I'm gonna break it in the yeah. show, but I'm not gonna break it now. Okay, yeah. so my first question is: oh, anybody want to chime in? Do y'all feel like most black families in the urban community are always looking for a handout more than working for it? Because I feel like in the urban when I say urban community, I mean like more like the hood, like. Um, <coughs> I mean, like, in a project somewhat, it seems like, do you feel like people, they want the easy way out? They want they want the food stamp. They want the government check instead of getting out there busting their ass to make money. And I feel like it's a, it's in this, I feel like in this situation, I feel like, well, I'm going to get my take at the end. I just want to, I want y'all opinion. Do y'all feel like looking on the, um, in the black community, I ain't saying the well off. I ain't talking about the middle class. I'm talking about more in the uh, low class, unemployment, uh, uh, urban area. Do you feel like they want to hand out more than trying to get out there, get out the community, get out that demographic, that set, that section there themselves? Who want to go first? You go. Jules. Okay, go Jules. I believe in that community. In that community, there's a lot of creativity. But because, how I want to say this, because where they're at, where they're thinking, they can't see. I believe there's a lot of creativity, a lot of inspiration. I'm going to say something. 
I believe in that community. If you let yourself stay in that mindset, that's the mindset you be in. But I believe there's so much creativity. So much creativity. They just don't see it. They don't feel it. They don't embrace it. I have um, a son and a daughter. I call her my daughter. She is amazing. Let me tell you what she can do, okay? Eyelashes, she can do. I see her took, took a string of hair and made it into a wig. Yeah, she did that. A, a string of hair made it into a wig. She can cook. I see her make homemade donuts from scratch. From scratch. Okay. But because they're in that mindset, they can see beyond that mindset. And what is that mindset? I don't think it's laziness. I think it's complacent. You see, complacent. What I mean by that is they can't see beyond the complacent. She could take a string of hair. I see her do it. She took a, a, a string of hair made out of wig. She took some donuts made it from scratch. I'm like, oh, I'm like, you can sell them donuts and, and where you at? You can sell them donuts, girl. You take that string of hair and make, some, uh, make a wig and, and sell that. I see that you can take that. She's not take. Let me tell you what she can do. She can take your eyelashes and make it into a full lashes. You know what I'm saying? I see that. But because you in that in that element, you don't see beyond that element. I see beyond that element. I tell her every time, you take a string of hair and make it to a whole head of hair. You take the eyelashes and make it to a whole full eyelashes. You make some donuts, make them from scratch, and sell them. You sell them. I mean, what I feel in that, in that element you got to look beyond the element. You know what I'm saying? You got to look beyond the element. You can't let something confine you or to define you. I mean, do you understand? So I believe there's so much in that, in that moment, in that element, but you can't let it define you. There's so much in there. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. But you got to see it, too. I can't see it by myself. You got to see it. You got to feel it. You got to go beyond where you at. Oh, my God. Do you understand what has been created in that element? Do you understand? Do you understand? I don't think anybody understands. I do. I see it. I have, I have a son. I call her my daughter. I see what they can do. But they got to see it, too. I think they're so blind, blind, because they're in that environment. 
So for me, for you, you got to go beyond what you see. When you go beyond what you see, you'll see what we see. That's all I got to say. I'm going to stop. Candy girl. Candy girl, you want to chime in? You need to repeat it or you got it? You can repeat it. Um, do you feel like in the black community, in the urban area, not the middle class, not the upper class, but more in the lower class and welfare, you know what, I'm going to say um, section A, or how you want the lower class, the um, property area. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like people in that community look more for a handout than trying to work to get out of the situation? I would say it's 50-50. Um, because, please, Lana, don't kill me. Um, I grew up with that. But, but, it's a but. My mom worked her ass off. She worked her ass off. She, she didn't work, she didn't work, I was like, she didn't work her ass off to, you know, that's just her. That was just a help, you know to help her, not for her to go out there to steal, sell her body, do what, do what she had, you know, do all these other things to take care of her children. She did that, but she worked her ass off. My mom, even when we had that stuff, my mom did not stay nowhere that we had to feel safe and want to anything. She always wanted more for herself and us. I love it. So when I seen people talk about that, I was like, I don't know what the hell you grew up with, but I know we did. I know I went to the store with them foods and stuff like that. But my mama still but worked what? her ass off and put herself through school. Thank and took you. Care of. Thank we you. We had new clothes, new shoes, new everything. It got to the point where she did it to the point where she no longer qualified for assistance. And my mom said, good mother. She didn't care because that was her goal. Her Thank goal you. was not to depend on them people. Her goal Thank was not you. to keep them in her Thank you. Her goal was not to keep to tell them how can she live or what can she do or what can she stay. Thank you. She have over nothing like that was not her goal. She needed that help at that time to make her life better for herself and her children. Thank you. And that's what she used it for. Thank you. And that's it. Now, the other hand, now their time, they think it's something, it's a hint. They want to be, like you said, it's taken care of. It's like, I don't know what you say. It's like a culture. They can do, they're very talented. They could do all these things. Thank you, said, 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 Candace. They know if I go Candy out girl there said. and get more and get more, I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose that. I'm going to, it's okay. It's okay to lose all those things. Why would you why? want somebody under tell control? Us. Why tell would us. you want somebody to tell oh you I, how to live oh or what to do with your children? or what? That's the bare minimum. Think about it. Yeah. That $1,000 food stamp that you could do. Tell them, Candy. Like, Yo, she could make some wigs. Honey, that wig could sell for 1500 Thank you. One thank wig. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that would take care of that. Thank you. And it's like, the, and, it, and, it just, and it just crazy, and it goes back to education educating what they have around them, what they see. And sometimes women grow up what they see other women around them doing and go through, and they think that's life and how it is. Thank you. So this majority of the ones who consider a handout, no, 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 no. I'm not going to lie to you. Before, when I used to see even homeless people, 
on the side of the road, how they looking, dressing, and writing stuff like that. Baby, it's hiring signs all over this place now. Get a job. Now, if you tell me, if you asking on that thing, help me get shelter. Help me clothe myself. Help me do this. I can work, but I need these things to help me to get me to work and get me the job. I can do that for you. Thank you. But I'm not finna sit here and do, you know, all these other things. No. So when it comes to, like you said, with welfare, it does. It really is. But you want to know what? It's not just a black community. And I don't want to just stick it to us. Oh. But I know that's what we're talking about. Oh, but baby, it's not just. It, it's it. not the black community. Thank but you we so gonna, much. We're going to stick to that. Thank you. I agree. I, I, it's not just the black community. Yeah, I know that. But, yeah. but we're going to stick to it. But they do. And I'm not going to. And he's. And I believe with the thing. They do look for it and hand out their spec for you to do for them. Next. <laughs> so did you want to say something? I go, I go Okay. Um, so this is Yaya, and I agree with um, exactly what Jules and Candy Girl are saying. Um, what, you know, what I got from Jules was that um, people, get, people do get very complacent, and they don't look beyond uh, the talents that they have because they're so used to the handouts. Mm -hmm. And if, just like Candy Girl said, if you don't have that person around you that has goals and that's working towards something, how are you expected to do that if you're always around somebody that's interested in only the handouts? Mm -hmm. So I feel like you have to want it bad enough to yeah. remove yourself um, from the chains that we have been brought up. And sometimes we, you know, there's certain, certain circumstances that are, family had to go through to be in that certain situation but i always believe that um you can break the chains Amen. of um those type of curses um that has been put on us and it has been put on us mm -hmm. i mean they keep talking about pull up our bootstrap but damn if you don't got a bootstrap to pull up how the hell are you gonna do that so the thing is we always in the community had to figure it out mm -hmm. in order to figure it out you have to want more than what you have been given and yes, you have to fight for that. You do have to fight for that, unfortunately. Um, but fortunately, we can do that here. And you just have to be able to be that change that you wish to see. Not Let's not even say the world. Let's just start with us. Yes. And our household and what we're trying to get to. So the complacency of... You remember, people get comfortable. We all do in, in a lot of situations. So if if... Month to month, we getting that check. We're going to be used to getting that check, and then we're going to feel some kind of way when that check stops. Now what are we going to do? Because yeah. we didn't have a plan. We don't have nobody around that said, listen, girl, just like your mama candy girl said, listen, I, I'm going to get those food stamps because I got kids to feed. However, I'm not dependent on them food stamps. Yes, I'm going to work my behind off not. to make sure my kids are always going to be good because that's my plan B. Amen. That plan mm -hmm. A is here to help me but it's not to, for me to depend on to live off of. Exactly. So that's yes. the whole thing about our environment. And I'm just, I'm going to end it here. You know, we just got to, I understand in our community when you're around so many people are so lazy and don't want to do anything. How can you feel motivated, motivated. to do Amen. that? There you go. Amen. That's why it has to get back to, you know what? I am talented. This yes. is not how I want to live my life. Yes. I do not want to, 
be begging or suffering or depending on somebody else Mm -hmm. on what my next meal is going to be. So I'm going to depend on myself and I'm going to bet on myself to do and go outside and find my resources because the resources are out there, Mm -hmm. but the mentality has to be there. And sometimes it does take that one person in the community to say, man, you, you are great. You are wonderful. What? You make them donuts, girl. Them donuts are good, honey. Let's go ahead and make a table. Let's go ahead and sell them cookies and make them donuts and whatever it is, make hair, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm going to say is you got to sometimes motivate yourself. And it is very hard to do that when you don't have the people around you, but People have to do understand we do have the resources to be better. Amen. And just for you saying that, I'm sorry, I'll make this quick and short. It made me come back to a time with my mother. We stayed in the project. We stayed in the hood. Kids' clothes was dirty, stuff like that. My mom had to show another young lady how to make it work and happen. My mom used to wash our clothes and stuff in that tub, in that sink. She got, she went to the store, brought her holes and stuff like that and show her how you wash your kids' clothes. Amen. If you can't go, she said, I can't afford to go to the wash house because guess what? I already hand wash these clothes and hand dry them. Then my kids be without lights. Amen. And my mom did this as a single mom because our father passed away. And she did it. So I'm trying not to cry. It's because when they using this as a, my mom didn't use that as a, let me, I'm going to take this for now, but trust me, baby. I'm going to work my behind off yeah. to do what I got to do to survive with my kids, and you okay. can have it back. And that's what she did. So, like you said, how does, if she have someone around her that's going to motivate her with yeah. her whiz and her donuts yeah. and stuff like that, they need that, but they yeah. don't. What they have around them, girl, you better get them stamps. Girl, don't you yeah, do yeah. this. Girl, you better get that money. Girl, you better... Yeah. It's, it's a mind. I don't know what it is about it, and they just think that's something to... No. And that's what you think they're teaching their kids that they have now. Yes. The same thing. Who's going to break that cycle? Who's going to yes. break that curse? They making it seem like it's okay. And I don't want nobody to feel like it's not okay. It is okay if you receive a food stamp. It is okay if you do that. But, but not live off of it. Not depend on, on it. it. Go beyond the next level. What are you going to do when it stops? That's the question. Yeah. Do you want to chime in? Um. Yeah, you're pretty much saying everything that I was gonna say. I mean, um, I mean, a lot of it is general. It's, it's a, just different variables to that. A lot of it's generational, um, environmental, cultural. You know, um, not being educated. You know, um, you know, some people may want to. Some people have the talent and the skill set and and the know how, but they just not educated on uh, the resources that's available out there. Uh, to get what they need to be at. So, um, and again, if you don't, if you're not surrounded by people that's um, uh, teaching you these these things, or if you're not taking the steps to uh, try to go find the information, then yeah, you, I mean, you're gonna um, you're basically gonna be stuck in that mindset. You know, I've I've you know I've dated someone um, in that environment, and um, you know I've heard. You know, I've, I've, I hear people say all the time, I've even heard us say, you know, I don't want to, you know, make such and such money because they're going to um, they gonna raise my, you know, rent because they, you know, she's in a low-income housing project. You know, they're going to raise my rent or they're going to take they gonna take me off food stamps. But, you know, so I've, I've heard all this, you know. But, um, TJ, mm-hmm. what did you see in that woman? That said, um, she didn't want to lose all that. What do you see? You I mean, see, she's a you jack- saw something. The right? thing is, I like the fact that she's a she was a jack of all trades, mm. and um, mm. 
And I used to tell her all the time, like shit. I used to be, I used to tell her, I'm just, I'm, I'm jealous of the skills that you have, you know. Mm. I like her. If I had the skills that you have, man, talk it, talk it. You know, <laughs> shit. I'd be having all type of money right now. Oh my god. But uh, but yeah, she she definitely, you know, you know, I definitely admire her um because she definitely had a lot of she had a lot of talent. I just think um, you know, she just didn't have the uh a lot of times she didn't have the the knowledge. The mindset. And right. the mindset and the resources. So, um, which. It's at, I think mm. um, at the end of the day, I think it's about confidence. It's about believing in yourself mm -hmm. to go to the next, um, to go into the next level. Because you said she was always uh, a jack of all trades, right? Mm -hmm. But it's about that mindset. Right. Going to the next level. You know what I'm saying? I believe there's a lot of people out there on food stamp, welfare, whatever you want to call it, they have a lot of talent. But to, to go to the next, to next level, to step over, to, to have that belief, to have that faith, to step in and to do it. Candy Girl, you're talking about your mom, right? Yes, ma'am. So your mom had that next level. She had that next belief. She still do. My mom has her own phlebotomy business right now. See what I'm saying? It's about believing. It's about stepping into that faith. Looking beyond what I don't have but what I can do. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Yep. It's about what you can do and not, not look on what, what you don't have. I believe, I believe, I believe there's a lot of people out there in that system, mentality, that they believe that they can't. But they can. They can. But then you got they your uh, you got your own family members or friends that tell you that you know what the, you crazy. You know what I'm saying? What the hell are you you know what the hell are you doing? You know. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you got people in your own community that's surrounded by you that don't give you that motivation. They 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 shoot your ideas down. They tell you that you crazy. That you can't do this and do but that. I'm so, not. But but at the know. same time, mm -hmm. I gotta say something. If nobody else don't believe in you, yeah yeah. As long as you believe in yourself, yeah. You know what I'm saying. I don't, I don't care if you in that mentality of that welfare system. If you believe in yourself, you decide to take that jump, that leap, that 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 boundary, that leap, that jump. You gotta do it because you feel it. You know what I'm saying? You feel it. You at the end of the day, you. Feel Feel it. You know that you got to be someplace different. You know you got to live someplace different. So if you decide to take that leap, because you yeah, did, yeah. you you decide to do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't matter what anybody else say. Yeah. So if anybody in the airway, I gotta say something. I gotta say something. If anybody out there listen. You, 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 so. you, you, <laughs> you in that, um, in that system, that, that food stamp monthly thing. Let me tell you something. The only way it's going to change is that you decide to change. It doesn't matter if Joe or Mike decide that you decide to change. Mm -hmm. It's about you. You know what you can do. 
if you can do the hair, if you can do the eyelashes, if you can do whatever, if you can make donuts from scratch, trust me, take the leap. I promise you, if you take the leap, it will change everything. I promise. Okay. We, we, spent, we spent like 20 minutes on the topic, so I'm going to try to keep mine short and so we can move on because we got a lot to discuss about the black community. Um, growing up, I knew my parents struggled in certain situations. We was never on food stamps. We never received them. So um, we never received food stamp WIC or anything like that. But I have had family members who received it and abused it. I seen family members' friends use it and abuse it. Um, I had friends who parents received it and abused it. I hope what I'm about to say is well, it might piss some people off. <laughs> I feel like just say it. I feel like in that part of the community, the low income, the section eight, the food stamps, most of the people. I feel like ninety percent, ninety five percent of the people are lazy. They don't want to get out. They feel like they abuse the system. They feel like they 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 like it. Agree, and, and they want to take, and they uh, the first thing I want to take it from the white man. The white man doing this for me, but it's not just the white man who's paying your, I'm paying for the food stamp. It's everybody. It coming out of all of our check. We're paying it. We're paying for you to live on that, and you want to sit home, and you got black women out here having multiple kids by different men, not working, getting food stamps, getting checks. Hopefully, some people, some of them are getting on child support and don't care about working. Just all caring about um, selling their food stamps to somebody who get them money for it. True. Mm. Th- th- that's what it's about. Yep. And I feel like when I, 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 I don't even like to go in the hood. I'm going to be straight up on it. I don't even like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even like, it. I don't like, the, I, I, I being around, I don't want to go in. I don't like looking at, I don't really like socializing with people from the hood. And I'm, a, I'm sorry to say that. But it, you're socializing with me. Huh? You socializing but, but with you, me. But you, but you're different. You're not, you're not still in that situation. You're not, you're, you, you grew up like that, but you're not still living it. I don't see you out there struggling, like out there in the street. You don't see you out there having kids with multiple men. I don't see you out there. If you get a food stamp, I don't know it, but you don't you don't carry it. I see a lot of people when I go in there, that's all they care for. They're not trying to work. You got a job. They're not working. You're and absolutely look, right. Yeah, but I, a lot of them, I, let me think, a lot of them I see they are not trying to work. Legitimately not trying, not looking for work. They want to sit home the whole day. They want to go out there. They want to fuck this guy, then they fucking a friend guy on the low, getting caught, it's fighting. They're fighting each other. Girls fighting each other over some man, but they ain't worrying about fighting for a job. Mm. Mm-hmm. They ain't worrying about fighting. They, they leaving their kids at home by themselves to go to see some guy. I don't, mm. I, I've been in a situation when I seen kids or 10, 11-year-old kids sitting at home because their mama going to meet some for some guy. Mm. Mm. It's late at night. Mm. After rich in on. Uh, West Atlanta, at the Ridge Apartments. I'm being, I was over there. I done seen it. I was on my cousin's house. This was growing up. My cousin lived over there. And 
I seen kids that was like, and I, at that time I was, I was like 16, 17. I was on my cousin. She lived over them. She was on government assistance. Yeah, I'm sad. But I seen kids in that neighborhood at home, mom leaving, getting in the car, driving off, like literally leaving the building. They gone for a while. And the kid's like 10 year old, 11 years old, over there just out there hanging out there outside, 11 o'clock at night. Mm. She ain't worried about getting a job. She ain't, she ain't working. So and then I just, it just like, I feel like they, they got this mentality to fuck the system. That's how they feel like, fuck the system. So we could just take the money. We don't need to work. I'm getting a check. This man, I got this dude, he kicking me. He buying me this. He buying me this. He ain't buying your kids this. He buying me this. He putting the money in your pocket. He leaving you 200 on your desk on your, on your dress up. He fucked you and left out the building. So. Wait a minute. I got a question. DT. This is for um, the women out there. At the end of the day, guess what? You're going to get old. So what you going to do? That, that's my question. What you going to do? I don't know what they going to do. But I'm just, I, the thing I'm saying is, Back to the topic, I feel like in the black community, in the low-income area, they want more of a handout than trying to get out. They want more of a handout than trying to get out. And that's all I'm going to say on that. That's how I feel. Okay. I got to say something. We got to move on. So. Okay. One question. Okay. You might be right. But at the end of the day, there's there's women out there who doesn't want to hand out, that's want to get out the system, that's trying to get out the system, that's trying to do the right thing. That's why I said ninety five percent of them don't buy. It's the five percent that's trying to. They don't like it. They got put. They got they got forced into it because of a situation they were in. Like right, mom. right, right. But mm-hmm. your mom wanted to get out. Your mom was fighting to get your mom. Your mom didn't want y'all to do that. So mm-hmm. your mom was in that five percent group, mm-hmm. candy right. girl. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking. I'm talking about the ones who don't want to do nothing. Just yep. want to keep getting food stamps. Mm-hmm. That love getting food stamps. Mm-hmm. That want to try to get more to sell to the mm-hmm. person so they get cash to put in pocket. That's the one. I'm so this is my last thing I'm going to say. Less than sixty seconds. DT, when I met you, I had Medicaid and food stamps. Nobody knew. I had that job, and I had I was a manager. At Burger King. I I'm just, reporting you now. Huh? I'm reporting you now. <laughs> but they knew. My thing is, I moved to Georgia with my kids. It was a situation. I had two boys at that time. I was in school. I didn't want my parents' help like that. Just give me a place to stay. I bust my ass with my two boys. And just in that little bit of time with them two boys, I moved with my mom in December. I was out of her place in February. I only had food stamps and Medicaid for December, January, and February. That's not what I wanted. I wanted to live. My mom was pissed when I went down there because she busted. She, I, like I said, what we've been through, she never want none of us to go through that. And that's why she did what she did to put herself and my stepdad in a position to take care of. She didn't want to. But it was just me how she raised me. I said, want me, mom, let me. Like you always tell me, you pay taxes, you paying for it, it's coming out your pockets. This is what your tax money do to help young women like me, you know, stuff like that. Right. I didn't. So he didn't know that. But I'm one of that 5% that 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. If you want to say shameful of it, that's not nothing I want. It just helped me to get what I needed to be. And after February, of course, they snatched it because when they started sending the money, and I, that's when I left the daycare, and I had got me a way better job and a position and put myself in this position where I honestly don't see how they love that because them being in front of me and talking to me and how they asking me, how they looking at you, how they was grilling about they, it was just crazy. I got up one time. I told her that you got me fucked up and I love. So just, we got to move on, but just to chime in, she said she was only on it for three months. And the reason she got off to tell the truth, you working in Magic City. (laughs) (laughs) She made that money real quick. And her ass was on. She I mean, is so, so wrong. So she wrong. was at Magic City because that's where I so, met her. So wrong. I met her at my whole chick. It does not, it does not matter. <laughs> but it does not matter. She got off. That's, yeah, that's and, all matter. Thank you. And thank my chick. My chick got off. Girl, you yep. got that $27. DT chat helped me out, honey. That was my down deposit for my own apartment. Okay, okay. So we, we have to move on because we spent a good 30 minutes on this topic, which is, I mean, it was it, it worth talking about. Um. The second question I got, and I see this a lot growing up, and I see it now, it's even worse. And it feel like it's not cool for a black kid, African-American, female or male, to use proper grammar. It feels like I noticed that if you're using, if you're using slang, you're cool. If you're talking proper, you're right. Right. I don't hate I, that. I hate that. I hate that. I hate it. I hate that. I, I want to say something. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. I, I, I hate the fact that it's like that because I feel like just because you want to use proper grammar. Now, we all talk Ebonics. We all talk slang. I do it all the time. But I know when to and when not to. Yes. Say it again, do, DT. It, I know when to and when not to. There you go. And now it, it's, it's a situation now that if you're using proper grammar, Oh my God! You think you white? You think you you yep. you think you better than mm-hmm. us and stuff like that? Yes. And I just I I I'm gonna, I want everybody to chime in on this. Um, let me go right quick because I know go you you gonna get into it. But yes, 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 yes. I still get picked on, ragged on, whatever you want to to this day about me. Even my children, they said it all the time about my kids, and my kids look like. Well, how do you talk? What do you mean? What do you say? It's like they confused about, huh? Like they didn't know it was a culture thing. It was a white thing. That's just, I don't know. But yes, I just, ooh, it hurts my nerve when they tell me that. I'm like, but I know when to turn it on and when, when to turn, turn it, it off. off. Say it again. I know when to turn it on and, and turn when it, it turn. off. It's a it's time and place yes, for, for everything. what? Everything. It's a time and place yes. for, for it all. Like, when he don't like going to the hood. I do. I love the hood. I'm not going to lie. I do. I love the hood. Yeah, yeah. I love the suburbs. I love it all. But that's where I'm from, and I'm, I'm comfortable there. You know, I'm not going to lie. I, used to, I love to go to my homeboys, them that grandma cook cooking, the hangouts. It's it just something about it. And when I go there, I talk, they talk. And when I come on back to my side of town... <laughs> Hey, sweetie, how are you? Great, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I go to the hood. What a nigga. <laughs> so, yeah, so it just, but it's right. I get upset, and I had to talk to my kids for a long time and a while. Even someone, when we used to go down to Miami in the hood, 
My kids are not made for back at home where I'm from. You're not. At all. When we go there, they ready to go. They sad. I'm not made for where you from either. Yeah. <laughs> they ready to go. They sad. And, and, and even they family and they, you know, the little friends they have there, they say the same thing. You talk so white. You talk white. You talk... They're like, what is like, Wait a minute. How? Wait, 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 wait. It's not it's not white. It's yeah, about say, articulate. They say they're very articulate and they talk proper. They use proper grammar. They use proper grammar. You know, right, right, so right. They so right. they were like, what? So it's just crazy, but yeah. I was gonna say something. Let me oh, see. Huh? I have a um fourteen year old, right? Grandchildren. Uh grand grandchild. Uh she's fourteen. She's very articulated, and I, I appreciate that. There's a time and place for everything. Um, ooh, what am I about to say? There's a time and place for everything. There's a time and place for hood, right? There's a time and place for articulation. There's a time and place for being professional. If I could tell anybody anything, be you. You know when to be you. It's that, it's that time. I appreciate my grandchildren that they can be articulated. They can be who they are in the hood. Being professional. Let me ask you something. So why is it for us that we have different places? When you are a different race, you don't have a different place. Why is that? I'm just I'm just asking. What why is that? Anybody want to um, tune in? I'm I'm just asking. Why why is that? Let me let me say this. Um, no, I think it's the opposite as well, because when a white person starts talking hood, they be like, why are you trying to talk black? So I think it go, it does go both ways. However, mm -hmm. I'm going to say this. I'm so professionally hood. My kids will definitely tell you, damn, mom, you went, you changed up real quick. So like, I could be like, um, yes. Yeah, so thank you. Your confirmation, um, has been <laughs> confirmed. Um, you will receive the reservation to your phone momentarily. If there's anything I can do for you, please let me know. And I'll be happy to assist you. As soon as I hang up the phone, bitch, let me tell you something. <laughs> this dumb ass girl, let me tell you what this dumb ass girl says though. <laughs> So let me tell you something. It is just like um, Jules said. It, there's a place in time of when you use that. And when kids do say, like, your kids are articulate, stuff like that, that's a beautiful damn thing. I love, Man, I be in love with um, kids who talk so proper and stuff like that. Yes. And my kids do the same thing. But baby, they didn't grow up in the hood, but they be hood too, honey. Let me tell you something. They, they be nigga this nigga, whatever. But this is my Definitely whole thing. <laughs> all of them, child. My daughter, all of them. My, including down to my 10-year-old. Cortez, but Cortez, thing, love. Yes. They, but one thing for sure my kids know is that there is a time and place of when to talk and yep. being professional and being polite and being well-mannered. Yep. Um, because you don't want to look dumb and stupid like, oh, here's another nigga on the 
industry, yeah, I'm a nigga, but I'm not that kind of nigga. Okay, mm -hmm. so that is okay. So my whole thing is, and I'm the same way, honey. People see me in my damn heels and my dress, but baby, they don't even know. They don't even know. When I growing up, I grew up in gangs. I grew up straight up in the ghetto. I used to have them dang on food stamps. I used to hate them because you had to tear them out. I didn't have the car. We had to tear them out the book. Thank you. Yes, yes, I used yes. to have to get my sister to tear them things. I'm like, look, my stomach hurting, boo. Go, can you go ahead and uh, go ahead and we'll get the groceries together, but I'm gonna need you to go ahead. And, I used to hate them, hate them. When I was when I had my kids, my younger one, I I was on WIC too. I didn't never have food stamps and stuff like that, but I did take advantage of being on WIC until I got my job. But one thing for sure, I grew up with a family of people like on my mom's side family that did drugs and all that good stuff, whatever. And I saw a lot of different things and stuff. Mm -hmm. But one thing for sure, I knew that I was going to be a person that was going to get out of that. And I don't care if people were saying, oh, you talk so, oh, you sound so, you talk white. No, I don't talk white. I just know how to speak. I just know how to talk. And that has nothing to do with being white. So HF. my whole thing is I just know how to be professional. But, baby, if you're a friend of mine, honey, you're going to know the other side of me, and I promise you, you will. And believe me, I know <laughs> the other side true. of her This Lord. is Jules. <laughs> I, agree. I know the other side of her law. Yes, I do, too. And so does my employees, too, honey. Keep, keep me on the good Amanda yep. side, because once I get to the bad side, everybody going to hear it. You don't know how many times she cussed me out. Right. <laughs> Oh, uh, DT, you know, you know, man, you used to go at it a lot, so. Of course. You know, you don't cuss me out, too. Hey, we heard from TK yet. TK. Y'all <laughs> women just, man, just oh, just taking over. over. <laughs> TK forgot he was on the show. No, he did. Look, he tried to stay in the clear. Yeah, baby, this is double dash. You got to jump in, honey. Go ahead and get jump in. Jump in. Just, jump in. Jump in. Just snatch, snatch the mic from Jules. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, I'm just enjoying listening to everybody's opinions about it. Uh, I just think it's a, just that old slave mentality, you know, mm. um, that's been going on for hundreds and hundreds I'm of years. Slave um, for you, know, you. We grow up. If a black person articulates his words and use proper grammar, that somehow means that you're white, and that means mm. that we're imperfect. Mm. So it just, uh, I just look at it. Definitely deeper than that. It's just it's a lot of it's just generational. You know, mm. um, again, what what we teach our kids, um, and it just it just continues to be passed down. Um, like my son, you know, people uh, people said my son like you know he got teased in schools as because uh, he talked different. You know, he don't talk. He talks proper. Yeah, he doesn't. That's mean, what yeah. articulate. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He don't talk like like the urban kids talk. So, uh, you know, and you know, he said, you know, people say, you know, if they were saying he talked white and this and that, but it just, it's just ignorant. You know? Is it, is it really white? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, really, is it white or is this articulated? Right. I mean, really, people really, really think about it. When you say white, that just means like they're, it just basically means like they're better than us. You know, that's, that's, it just, that's what it, that's what it sounds like to me. That's why I hate, I just hate to speak. People say, well, Yes, I hate that too. Articulate. I hate that so, too. When you articulate, that means <laughs> when you articulate, that means you're talking white. So that just to me, that just sounds crazy. Like it does, right? Right? It's just that you talk articulated. You just pronounce your words correctly. So, so real quick, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and drop the bomb. Uh, <sighs> 
I don't like when people say because you speak proper, you're talking white. Because I feel like it's the way you're raised. It's how you carry yourself, mm-hmm. how you talk. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know white people who speak worse than some African Americans. Say it again. I know some white people who speak worse than African Americans. He said one more time. One more time. Just all I'm asking. One more time. I know white people who do not speak proper at all. And Candy Girl, you about to miss me drop my bomb. (laughs) I think I think you got a little sister. Go ahead. So here's my Growing up, I grew up in a black community, all black. But I never wanted to go to school in a black community. I always, I always wanted to do the M to M program. I don't know if people know what that is. When you go to another school, I remember you told me that. Yeah, I want to go to another. I think I have told you. I want to go to another school. And, like, you could take the bus and you go to school in Midtown or somewhere. You go in a different area. Right. I didn't want to be around black people. Hmm. I grew up, I used to watch number white shows. Like, my favorite TV show of all time, I love Lucy. Hmm. I watched Bewitch. I watched Leave it to Beaver. I watched Dennis the Menace. Hmm. I didn't watch many black programs. <laughs> I wanted to be white. Hmm. Hmm. Never told nobody. Never submitted that to them. I wanted to be what I seen on TV. I wanted to be like Dennis. Blonde hair, blue eye, white. Mm. I didn't want to be around black. I, I used to always, every time we got them brochures in the, at, from school about the MDM program, <laughs> I used to bring it and yeah, give it yeah. to my mom because I wanted her to fill it out because I wanted to get away from black schools. I didn't want to be around that. I didn't want to be around that. I wanted to go somewhere else. And never told nobody that. Never told nobody. I used to envy the kids that I knew that did Madden program who went from one school to another school. I they used to catch the bus, I used to look at like, they're so lucky. Because I don't want to be here and they get to go to that school. Then I used to see the white kid who did M2M would come to our school. I used to look at him like, why the fuck do you want to come here? Yeah. <laughs> we had something at Southwest DeKalb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on M2M. And I used to like, why do y'all want to come to this school? Because I don't want to be here. I would rather go where y'all coming from. I just, it's just something I just didn't want. I didn't want to be around black people. I just wanted it. I felt like I wanted to be, because I felt like, White was accepted. Black wasn't growing up. Mm. And it's a, it's a lot that I've seen. And I never had this conversation with my mom. Never told my dad. Never told none of my friends. Or, you know, nobody never said that. But he may know a little bit of somebody. But I keep, I, some things I just keep to myself. And it just, I always felt that way. And as I got older, I think it changed because I love who I am. I love who I am. I love my skin complexion. I love everything about me. One of my biggest, um, my insecurity was always, I think, I told you, I don't know, when my eyes, I told you that, I had surgery done on my eyes. I used to have a lazy eye. I had surgery done back, actually Thanksgiving this past year. 
the day before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. That changed me totally because that was my biggest insecurity. I used to be, I not, I would never give you eye contact. I would never look at you like this. I would always look away. And I'm still at that, I'm still right now at that point where I won't make eye contact because I'm not used to it yet. Mm. I'm still used to not letting nobody see. Like I used to, I have dated a few girls who didn't even know I had a weak eye because I would never look at them. I would never, or when I look at them, I will look, look mean because I could control my eye. I could, when I look like this, I could hold it straight. But if I get relaxed, one to go off to the side, and I would never make eye contact and with people. So I don't know how that came up, but um, it just you just being real. Yeah, so yeah, being black. So I I I got just older. Being real. So now. As I got older, I started to love myself and I started to accept where I'm from and what I'm about. But as a kid, I didn't. I didn't love being black. I didn't. I wanted to be white. Uh-huh. You wanted to say something. I know you did. <laughs> I'd have a lot to say. But first, I want to say, what made you feel like that you wasn't accepted, you wanted to be with the white? What made you? TV. Is it was it just TV, TV brochures, magazines, programming. TV brochures, programming? Was it anything that was going on in your community as well? No, programming. No, because I'll be honest. I've never been called a nigger before in my life. No, I'm no, not. No, just hold saying. on. I'm, I'm funny. I've never been called a nigger before by a white person until I moved to Alabama when my dad had to work there for six months. That's the first time I ever heard the N word. I didn't hear the N word before that, and that was in seventh grade. But I even hear it. I don't. Think, I don't even remember hearing it in elementary school. You went to Columbia Elementary with me a little bit, didn't you? I thought you went to Columbia. I think you went. Somebody else went to um, Cumberland. But I ain't never heard nobody call. I ain't never heard a nigga word. I ain't heard a nigga or nothing like that until I went to move to Alabama in seventh grade. Then I heard it. But, um, Alabama, no. different world. But, so, yes. So, you wanted to get bust out to the white schools, right? Yes. And that's what you wanted. Uh, even to high school. All the way to high school. All the way to high school. The crazy part about it, even when I was going through all that with my mom, with the web, everything. My mama bust me out of there. I never went to inner city school. I had to beg my mother to let me go to school in the inner city school. I didn't. My mom used to drive, catch the metro bus, do all the things she had to do to drive me outside for me to get a better education. And I hated it because I wanted to go to school <laughs> with my friends and in the community. No. She, no, she didn't. And stuff like that. So it's just like, just listen to his story. I'm like, wow. I used to cry, be upset, this and that. And I and it's crazy because when I was there, I felt I felt out of place. It wasn't because of, you know, my learning and nothing. I just felt out of place because they knew where I was from. They treated me different because of that. Where I was from. But I hold my own. I never told my mom because I know that's something my mom wanted. So it was just it was just different for me. When I got busted out of there to them, they knew. And nobody know I went through a lot with that. But I hold my own. They couldn't say anything about my clothing. My hair, my mom made sure I had on the proper, like I had on, we had on uniforms. My hair was always done nicely. And things like I always had my own lunch money. Or if I had lunch money, I had me a nice little lunch patch and stuff like that. But yeah, I felt, I, that's why I was just quiet to my mom. I didn't want to go, because I didn't really want to tell my mom what I was going through. Going to those schools. I wanted to be home with my own kind. And when she finally did, I was so happy. Them teachers, I was like, what was the, 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 to me, the inner city school teachers was way better More than the, that too. You would think that they weren't, but they was. 
the kids understand. I didn't get picked on. It was just something different. But guess what? It ain't last long because at that time when she finally let me do, mommy was out of there. Mom was out of there. We was back to where it was. It was just like, okay, whatever. And with you, when I met you, I don't know what you had going on, but you are very handsome. I never when we when we used to go at it, boy. You gave me eye contact. You gave me eye to eye. You you stirred well, me. I look, but most time I was looking me because I, I I do that when I do. Why you like that? I'm keep my eyes straight. That's why I, I never me. knew that. And then I would say with you, you always it would just I don't see how because of you always showed everybody respect. Everybody, you know how you was with your son and just everything, you know. Sometimes you be like, he think he all that. No, no I, I honestly. <laughs> yes, though. So it's just like. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you real quick. And I'm going to say this because we about to go to the hour. Then we're going to ask the show. Um, one is, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I never understood how I got Fiona. I never understood how my, my ex-wife. Okay. I never understood how I got her. Because I looked at her like, what the fuck does she want with me? Wow. Why? What? What is it that she wants? I mean, and she said she never. She said she never seen that. She never paid attention to my eyes and stuff. But I looked at like, I mean, you. She, she's a beautiful woman, and she's with me. Really? You know what? You know what, DT? I, 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 I hear all that. Then I think about your confidence, your self esteem. Your, I mean, you didn't see who you was. That's the sad part of it. She saw it, but you didn't see it. You know? I guess so. But yeah. He see he see it now because he conceded us fuck. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. Man. No, but you know, you know. No, 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 no. You are a little conceited. No, but no, I love my friend. No. He needs to be, you know, I do understand um how you was feeling because like, even when I look at pictures back in the day when I was younger, I was like, damn, I wasn't that, I wasn't so bad, but I always felt like the ugly duckling. Mm -hmm. But if you look at my pictures back in the day, if you look at it, it was like, I wasn't so bad. But I didn't know that confidence until I got older and started to really start loving myself and stuff. So I get exactly where you're coming from when you feel like you have, even if it's just one certain insecurity, it can throw so much stuff off until you realize, damn, I'm not a bad I'm not a bad looking guy, you know what I mean? And I, you know, I, I, I can do some things, you know. So, but, but you're also what I, what I've noticed with you, and I, you know, I've known you for years. Hey, I was can, your Can you hold that thought? Oh, yes. I'm going to go hold that thought. Don't forget it. Okay. We're going to go to an after show. Hey, um, <laughs> you are now still listening to uh, DT's Unfiltered Uncensored on the Block 105 radio. And I appreciate everybody tuning into the show. Um, we definitely talk about the black community, touching on some personal stuff that I deal with. and. I guess we go touch on some other stuff. It's a part two to this um, next week, but also we will have an after show, which is starting um, in a few minutes. Um, you can actually follow it all on social media. Uh, just Google DT Unfiltered Uncensored. So just Google it, and you can listen to the show. What time? Um, once again, um, I thank my guests, um, TK, Yaya, Miss Jules, and Candy Girl for being part of the show today. Um, Thank you for watching us once again. Just Google DT Unfiltered, Uncensored on all social media. Once again, this is the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only, the man who got his eyes correct. <laughs> <laughs> DT. And keep listening. Go listen to the after show. It's going to get better. Believe me, it's going to get better. Thank you.
You have just now listened to the most talked about podcast in the country. DT Unfiltered Uncensored. Thank you for tuning in and see you next time. What's up, everybody? This is your smooth, soulful songstress, Erin Stevenson, and you're listening to my homie, DT, Unfiltered and Uncensored. Yo, 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 it's your boy DT on DT's Unfiltered Uncensored, and this is the after show. And I'm going to let Miss Yaya finish her statement from the show we just did on the Block 105 radio. Go ahead. The floor is yours, ma'am. You know, hey, everyone, it's Yaya. So um, my friend DT, um, knowing him for so many years and stuff like that, uh, I understand about the whole confident thing and the whole... You know, I know how it felt probably to get your to have that surgery and stuff done. And I do understand the confidence because even though we might look at you and be like, oh, you know, he's handsome and stuff like that. He got a good head on his shoulders. Um, you and I, like you always stated, like we probably we used to be at each other's house barbecuing. We'd be at the um Barbie, I know Fiona, I know all of that. And we, I used to be your banker and everything. And we always kept in touch just because of you being such good peoples. And I think vice versa, as well as me knowing your family and and your mom and all that good stuff and stuff. But I understand about confidence, especially in the black community, because everybody always got something to say. And that's why I'm always for somebody that if they feel some kind of way about themselves and if they want that to be fixed, then great. Um, for me, I definitely lacked that confidence and stuff when, cause I was super skinny, skinny where not healthy skinny, didn't look healthy and stuff like that. I was just skinny because I was a picky eater. I didn't really eat too much. And, um, so I, I dealt with a lot of, um, lack of confidence growing up. And once I got to the point of, you know, now I'm in my forties and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm feeling great about myself. Now I feel like I'm getting that confidence back. And there's still certain things that I feel like i got to work on and stuff. But with you, um, DT, you know, I'm happy that you got what you wanted. And hopefully your confidence is on 100 and plus. Um, is it? It is. It is. It, it, is. it, is. it is for the most part. So I got to get this little weight off me. But that's my fault for being lazy. But I'm going to get back into it. My mom, my mom loves this weight. I hate it, but that's just me. Ma, I agree with you. Deep. I love the weight too. Don't tell her that. She'll be like, oh, that's my girl, Candy. <laughs> DT. Yes, ma'am. Just um, tone it up. Let's do some exercise. That's I know. all. I, yeah. I, I, I got my um. What you got? Love it. It, it made me. I lost um, thirty pounds using this last time. So I'm love, it, love it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I want to look like that though. But love it. Love it. Okay. Um, I, I just want to say something, right? I'm sexy, thank you. <laughs> you are. Um, so. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Thank you, my ladies. Thank y'all for the clap. I appreciate it. Y'all don't boost my confidence up more. Thank you. You know what? Um, being 61, I'm going to say something to you. It's a point in your life that you got to love you who you at. You know what I'm saying? Where you at, love you. Love you for your flaws. Um, love you for your insecurities. Love you who you are. So when you love who you are, that's a, a raininess. It's like people attract to that because you, you're in love with yourself. So, um, DT, yeah. just love you. Okay? Thank you. Where you at? I do. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank God once again. So nice. Where is that coming from? I don't know. It's a crowd behind y'all. Thank y'all, oh. my fans. I appreciate y'all. Oh, I see them. I see them. I, I okay. see you, Beyonce. Okay. <laughs> Jigga who? Okay, so moving on to the next topic, if I can find my sheet. Um. Okay. What do y'all think? I have seen this in um, quite a few people. It seems like in the black community, and it kind of goes back to, it's not just in the low income, it's all around. Some black people play the victim card to the white man. A lot. They feel like they blame every time they have something, something go wrong, it's the white man that did it to them. Who is it again? Huh? Who? who white who, man. Who? Exactly. <laughs> they feel like they, they if, and I feel like I see too many play that race card, play that victim card, like it's their fault why I'm not doing it. It's their fault why I'm here. It's their fault the reason why I lost that promotion. It's their fault the reason why. I didn't get that raise. It's their fault. The reason why I lost my home or I lost my wife or they always blaming something. I have seen this, not in a, everybody, but I have seen quite a few that always blame the white man. What is y'all take on? African-Americans always playing the victim card to blaming anybody but themselves. Now, Sometimes it possibly could be someone, but for the most part, it's a lot. And I'm gonna be honest with you, it comes from more of the male community than the female community. <laughs> <Mike>. <laughs> Move the mic. To me, hey, TK, TK. Yes, sir. Nah, but um, I do. Um, it don't apply in every situation, you know. I have. Uh, I mean, there are situations where it does apply, but I just think that um, it's it's way over exaggerated in a lot of other situations. Um, and I think you know it gets to the point when people um, over exaggerate the race card. Um, when there's a situation where it actually applies, um, it's not taken as seriously uh, because people want to say that you know we always we always go to that. Um, so I just think that, um, you know, you know, discrimination, I mean, that's just not going anywhere anytime soon, but, uh, no matter what we, you know, we've gotten to a point where, uh, you know, 
we 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 can overcome things um despite um despite despite of so uh you know no sh- nobody should use um anything as an excuse to hold them back you know i just like I said we we all have the same um you know we are we all we are capable of researching and uh there are resources out there um that's granted to everyone everyone that uh has the knowledge base uh to go out here and make it happen though so um i just think that uh, like i said there are situations where it applies but i just think that that should definitely shouldn't be the go-to excuse every time um something doesn't go right in your life and i'm gonna agree with you on that because i always hear a lot of people always think only because of the white man Hmm. There's no white people at your damn job. Yeah. Everybody in the damn job is black. How is it because the white man? Maybe it's because your ass was late all the time. Maybe because you cussed out that person. Maybe because you got a bad attitude. Maybe because you're not doing your job going properly. Stop always. It's always the white man. I hate. Oh God. I hate watching TV. It's. It, it, it's always. It's just. It's. It's, it's like we blame. Everybody but um, ourselves. Ourselves. We blame everyone else but um, but ourselves. Not taking accountability. No for accountability for nothing. And it, it, I'm tired of it. I'm 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 tired of it. Uh, be a man. Get some balls. Take a. It's my fault. I lost the job because I fucked up. I was late to work. Yeah. I lost I I lost um um permission to see my child because I wasn't paying child support. Mm-hmm. I, that's my fault, not not yours. I lo- I lo- I got locked up because I'm out here selling drugs or I'm out here game banging. Yep. That's my fault, not yours. That's not the white man. The white man didn't do. Then the white man probably got the drugs here, but your ass, you didn't have to do what the white man um proud of here. Yeah. You blaming that on everyone, and most likely probably the Cuban, and the damn um they don't want probably read about the fucking drugs here. So stop blaming everyone. Huh? Who was it? The Cuban. <laughs> so stop blaming everybody, but yourself. And that's the issue with a lot of black men out here. They like to blame everyone but themselves. And um, so yeah, I agree with you and TK. Um, TK was saying um when it applies because sometimes there is people who do like to hold you back. Because, I do agree. No, I do um, agree. And I and even in the black community where. I remember one time my husband was working at this company and um my my husband's a, a huge superhead. I'm a superhead. Um sneakerhead, sorry. And um he's a huge sneakerhead and this other guy that was into sneakers and stuff was selling sneakers. And and Courtney was like, "You know, my husband was like, um well, how can I get on? How can I do like what you do? Because I love sneakers. I love to sell them. I want to do those kind of things." And he you know what this he, this is what he literally said to him. He said, nah, man, you might do better than me. Ooh. And that, that, he said, he said, when he went up to him, he was like, man, how can I get on? Like, how can I do, what can I, how can I do what you do and stuff like that? And he was just like, you know, man, I don't know, man. You know, I think you're just going to do better than me. So, oh. you know. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> Miss me with that bullshit. <laughs> I had to play that. 
<laughs> Honest to God. And that's so sad because of that is some of the mentality. And we want to blame everything else. Like, I mean, mo- sometimes we do blame other people uh, for our mistakes instead of taking the um, accountability for our own actions. And But there is people out there, unfortunately, that think that you're going to do so much better than them that they don't want to help you. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, yeah. is how, you know, right. that does come back to you. You know, you don't want to help somebody else. How do you expect somebody to help you? Mm. So in the in the... Mm. In the workforce, that's just how it is. We don't know how to take accountability for our own actions. And so what is the easiest thing to do? Blame somebody else. Mm. So the thing about it is, is that just like you said, DT, is like, listen, damn. I was late about seven times this damn month. So I guess <laughs> I guess I did deserve that write-up. Or I did deserve that termination. Or this is the reason why I haven't moved up. Because they can't count on me. And so people do not get it and they don't sit down and reflect on themselves um, and work on self-improvement or how to be better. So that way, the next thing that they get, um, they can keep it or maybe move up. So I feel like it's just all about the person because where I'm at today is just, um, I think it's just because it just, number one, I don't I try to take accountability for my own actions. I'm definitely not perfect whatsoever, but each day I try to do some type of um self-love and and self-improvement to see how I can be better. And I know the cliche is like, "Oh, be better than you were yesterday." But it is true. Like, what the hell? Why was my day so messed up yesterday? Why was my time management so messed up? But with us, we it's so easy to blame somebody else instead of just blaming ourselves and just trying to be better and do better. And that's just some people. Not all everybody is like that. But, you know, I think that's the thing that kind of messes us up from moving forward is the mm-hmm. fact that if we just look at what we need to improve in ourselves, then we'll see why we are not moving up like we're supposed to and stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love what you had to say. You know what we're talking about? Yes. Okay. I love what you had to say. And I'm going to just, only thing I'm just going to say about it is that that's why I'm teaching my son early. Good. With everything. I love that. And he's not going to blame nobody for what he's going through and stuff like that. My son had his first job. He always late. Oh, mm. He is. He always late. So with him being always late for work, I didn't say for him to be always late for work. Um, I didn't say anything at first. I was, you know, I tried to get on him, but I'm a mom. Oh, that's my. Oh, okay. His job wasn't doing it because they hired teenager kids and you know need him. They really love my son, and it's not he always late like thirty minutes or whatnot. He has been late like like five ten minutes, and it has been times where he has been more than thirty minutes. I was like, cause he knew he had appointment. When he have appointments and stuff to do things, I tell him early enough for him to let his job know, notify him them. No, they still put him on the schedule. He just get there when he get there. Wait a minute. So when I kept seeing this stuff happen, I'm like, wait a minute. I went up there. He didn't know I went up there to his job and spoke to his supervisor and his owner. We had a great conversation, but I said, okay, now. Take me outside his mama's shoes. Why Marcus, why you ain't fire him yet? 
I mean, you ain't write him up yet. Yep. He looking at me like, I said, Mm-mm. I said, I understand. I appreciate what you're doing for my son, but you are harming and hindering him. Enabling. When I try to go to talk to him myself, he not listening. I'm mom, you know, whatever. And y'all continue letting it happen. 100. But no, I want you, when he come in work today, we ain't had this conversation. When he come in work today, you pull him to the side and you pull out his file. I said, oh, yeah, mama been in management, HR, I done did it all. Yes, baby. Pull him to the side. Because what you're doing right now, you hinder him from his next job and the rest of the life. Because it's just like, he's starting now. This is his first job. Let him learn starting now, time management now, his decisions and stuff now. What comes first now, he'll stand on top of things now. Ooh, we. So I hate that when everybody blame the white man or the white woman or the this or the that. And I also hate when, when you try to look, ask somebody for help, but they don't want you because they feel and they feel intimidated that, mm. you know, you're going to, you know, be better than them. Egos, honey. Mm. Can, I, can I chime in on that? Mm-hmm. So, Junior has his first job. Mm-hmm. And he know he better not be late. I get on his ass. Mm-hmm. I bust it. And he, don't, he, he hasn't been late yet. He he been he been working at Zaxby's. It's going on. He been right there since oh, June. Hell nah. Let me not tell Niger. No, no he been working there since <laughs> June. I think either, no May. He started there in May. He has not been late yet because he know I'd be like, sir, you got to. I mean, it's not. It's only like twenty minutes from here. Mm-hmm. I tell her you get there early. Mm-hmm. You don't get there late. Mm-hmm. I say if you put be at work at four, you there at three fifty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you four thirty. 420. He gets there on time. Mm-hmm. And if he's not leaving the house, I would like, I'd be like, we got on uh, life 360. Mm-hmm. I could tell where he at. Mm-hmm. If I know he got to be at work and I look and he's at his mom's house, he ain't left yet. I like, call him like, why are you not leaving? I'm about to leave that. Sir, you should not, you should have been there. Even though his mom literally lives mm-hmm. two minutes from is that, uh, that. Still, traffic, yeah, still, yeah. anything. Yeah, you never know. You never so know. you need to be on time. But he hasn't been like, he has been real good with, um, he actually, Got a raise already. Mm-hmm. His, uh, after being up for a month and a half, he already got moved up a dollar and fifty more. Damn. Which I ain't got that shit. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah, but he got a raise and something. They love him there and everything like that. But I, I understand where you're coming from because I would be the yes, same way. Yes, because it was the way, because I'm mom. So boys are probably different with that. Dad, I can't go to him because dad don't want him to work. Dad want him to focus on school first because, you know, this is what I'm here for. Um, you know what you need, things like that. And then when you want to get a little job when you go to college, then we're taught, you know, right now I need you. This is your final year, you know, things like that. But, but yeah, I told him that, but I said, but no, if he want to work, let him, you know, find his dependence and things like that. But I get on his case. But instead of me doing it, like stand on his case, I, everybody fussed at me, including my mom, friends. You sw- no, I'm going to step back. He's going to have to learn the hard way. But I've been waiting too long for him to learn the hard way. That's why I took the initiative to go to his boss. Why you ain't fired my child yet? Because I'm waiting for it because I'm ready to get in his ass about why. And it's, don't you see me when I work and I do things? I'm always out of here. We said, monkey, no, I got to go to work. You should have told me how I'm going to get to work. I don't got them, no, but you got money and get a little for Uber. I got to go. Can I chime in on something you said? Hello. And I, I'm similar to how his dad is. Originally, I was um, looking, I was trying to get this job. If I would have got the certain job I wanted, I told, I had told him I, I, was, I, was, I didn't want him to work. I was going to make sure he paid because I want him to focus on school. He'd been wanting to work since he was 
15 years old. He been talking. He said he, he don't like asking us for money. He said he want to make his own money. He been telling me for a while, I don't like having to come for you because I know you got bills to take care of. You take care of me. I don't want to keep borrowing money, keep getting the money from you. And I appreciate that because most kids ain't going to say uh-huh. them. They, they want the money, but he been saying, he been telling me that for a few years now. But I didn't really want him to go start where I want him to finish school. And if I would have got this certain job I was trying to get, I had told his mom, I said, I cover his, because we pay his car payment. I said, I cover his, uh, my part, because what we do now since he worked, we pay half the car payment, he paid the other half. So that's what we do. But he pays his own insurance, and he pays his own cell phone, own cell phone bill. But I didn't want him to work, so I was the same way as him. But because I didn't get the job, I was like, hey, you got to get a job. And he like, oh, cool, great. He got the job quick. He got a job as that, so he's loving it and stuff like that. So um, I agree with, I understand, I'm on with you on both sides of that, but we got to continue this on part two of the show because we got to wrap this up. Um, And um, I appreciate everybody. Uh, I appreciate everybody tuning into the After Show DT Unfiltered uh, Uncensored. We've been talking about the black community, and we, we, we revealed some stuff, and I revealed some stuff that I never revealed to anybody before. And I thank everybody for supporting me, listening to all my shows, my podcasts, following me on social media. And uh, I appreciate you, TK, Yaya, Jules, and Candy Girl for definitely coming out and being on the show. And I hope everybody tune in to next week's show when we're going to continue talking about the black community and everybody giving their opinions, which I respect everybody's opinion because everybody's opinion is very different, very broad. There's nobody on here being disrespectful, rude, and we we loving each other. I mean, we everybody think different. Everybody don't have to agree on everything. That's that's how, that's part of life. You don't always agree, and we're not blaming the white man either. So um, just want to let everybody know that um, right there. Um, we're blaming ourselves, and that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But um, check out the show next week. Thank y'all and peace out. It's your boy, the myth, the legend, the one, the only DT. DT. You have just now listened to the most talked about podcast in the country. DT Unfiltered Uncensored. Thank you for tuning in and see you next time.